0: And welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Kathy. I'm Gonzo. Uh-oh. Uh,
1: you don't have to wait for me to get back.
0: Oh, we didn't. We already started. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. That's fine. You don't have to wait for me and John to get back. Just, just you know, drive that car by yourself.
2: Oh, fuck. not going
0: to pee. <laughs> there we go. That's how we start our podcast off All right. Right. With John going to go pee. Right. Oh, welcome to so, yeah, episode.
1: So
0: I... What episode are we on, Kathy?
1: 166. 166. I did not party on Tuesday. Why would I party on Tuesday? However, I did get to play a surprise D&D Friday night.
0: Oh, Oh, so somebody asked me why. Like, what? That why you didn't show up? And I says, I don't know.
1: What Saturday?
0: No, whichever day that you. Uh, it was you Wednesday didn't
1: that I that I didn't show up. No. It was what? Wednesday. I Didn't show up, and uh, yeah. So, but but so Friday was prize D and D. Uh, after my stream, I got a message from somebody. Saying, hey, I'm going to run a little one-shot tonight. You want to play? You know, we're starting in like two hours. (laughs) Oh, okay. It was was pre-gen characters. This is what you do when you spring surprise D&D on somebody. You have pre-generated characters, so you don't have to spend an hour or two hours discussing what characters you want to play and screwing around with that. You just can jump right into it. I had no idea what this uh, what this character was about. It was some rogue. He was like, I have two different rogues to choose from. I have a super sneaky one, and a uh, uh, a punching kind of one. So I went, uh, I went, eeny meeny miny mo. catch a tiger by the toe. If he hollers, let him go eeny meeny miny moe and my mom told me to pick this rogue so i ended up with the punchy one because that's how i make decisions in life <laughs> and and so yeah so played played friday night and it was super fun and i stayed up later than i normally do and i slept in until almost eight o'clock
2: <laughs>
1: it was glorious almost o'clock. <laughs> Glorious. And then Saturday was Shadowrun, and Shadowrun was super fun. And we ran into Ninja Robots.
2: Oh, you mean like from RoboCop three?
1: No, more like from uh, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle kind of thing. It was a very cartoony sort of thing.
2: Oh, so so was RoboCop three. It was super.
1: It was super cheesy, super fun.
2: Yeah, so Robocop three.
1: I don't remember anything about Robocop three. So that's
2: that's probably it's, for the best. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: comfortable with that. I'm comfortable yeah, it, with that.
2: You know who else wish you didn't remember anything about Robocop three? Frank Miller, because they fucked him again. <laughs> poor Frank. I don't want to say poor Frank Miller, but because he's a crazy, crazy dude. But man, he just they love the shit on his scripts. That's crazy. Anyways, I'm John. I'm Kathy. <laughs> and I'm Gonzo. Uh, welcome to episode
0: one hundred and sixty-six. Today we're going to talk about painting uh, Mech or BattleTech, excuse me, uh, BattleTech miniatures. Um, and I'm going to be painting you don't the know Mad Cat.
1: About painting BattleTech miniatures. This will be the first time that Gonzo has painted a BattleTech miniature.
0: Yep. And we'll be going over that. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, John's going to give us a little bit of elaboration on the miniatures because he knows everything BattleTech. He is uh, the battletech guru of all time. It's a true and... fact. That's a false well I'm not him even, him, I don't him even him
1: and my friend Mark. Him <laughs> and my friend Mark who, who has like I stayed at their house during Game Con and he's got like an entire room full of books, full of like novels and RPG stuff and like everything battletech.
2: Oh yeah, the BattleTech books back in the day were a thing of beauty cuz they were uh ooh, I would say Black Games workshop style, 90% uh, fluff and 10% rules. Yep. <laughs> Some of them were like 99% fluff and like oh here's a couple rules. You know, back in the day when you could do that. Nowadays people don't like that. I don't I don't know why. Anyways, but I don't even know what color. I think uh, I'm going to get with John when we get to do
0: this. I and mean, I think I know what color I want to try. You didn't
1: want to do the purple plaid color scheme that John sent me for uh, that Warrior Online thing, <laughs> which was amazing. It and... was
2: cool, but I'm not painting plaid. Was it as good as the angry faces?
1: I liked the angry faces, I have to say. <laughs> you could do both, though.
2: You have to have the right canvas for the angry faces. I just saw that, Mac, and I'm like, hey, I could put something there. He's I'm just like,
1: crying out for angry,
2: angry faces.
0: Angry uh, Let's go ahead and get all of our business out of the way real quick so we can get to the drinking and talk to our about our other stuff. Uh, we sure. want to thank Metalhead Minis, of course, for sponsoring us, providing a place for us to sell our products. You should see a thing come by every once in a while um, where you can buy dice, widgets, and other things that we sell. We want to thank Tectonic Craft Studios uh, for providing us stuff to give away, which we'll be doing some uh, shortly in the year. Um, and go check him out because he's also streaming, so I'm gonna give him a shout out on Twitch. I would appreciate it in the chat. Uh, we want to thank uh, Muse on Minis for hosting all of our files and give us a place where they can listen to us. Um, if you don't know them, they also anything you buy from them. If you type in more than dice, all one word. Uh, in the discount code, you'll get a percentage off of your order. Um, I think that's it. Did I get everybody? Yay. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, Creature Caster. We are a Creature creator. Uh, you'll see us paint some of those from time to time. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Yay. Yeah. Uh, yay. The business is done. Uh, we have some tributes this uh, week,
2: don't we, John? Uh, we do. Uh, you should speak to the first one because I don't know who... Uh... Uh, that person is the second one. I mean, obviously, I do. Um, hold on, let me see which one. Uh, so Paul Ritter, uh, from Chernobyl and Harry Potter, who I don't really know. I don't remember from Harry Potter. I haven't seen all of the movies. Go ahead, judge me now.
0: <laughs>
2: it's okay. Um, but uh, passed at fifty four, and apparently it was a brain tumor. Uh, yeah, she. Uh, what I really remo- remember her
0: from. it's it's a it's a no we're not no uh, something else sorry
2: yeah yeah she she, actually i forgot about her for a second my apologies she's on the list as well yes but yes so uh yeah i don't i don't know paul but uh uh i mean it's what it is right it's tragic that someone dies from a brain tumor that young i mean as i'm getting close to that age myself you start to think mortality um yeah, it yeah. looks like he's in quite a few movies and all. It's, it's unfortunate. And then, uh, what was her name? Damien Lewis's wife, who was in Peaky Blinders. Uh, uh, Helen McCroy. Yes. She passed as well. McCoy. Um, was cancer, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, she passed away from cancer. She's 52. Pop cancer.
0: And uh, she, lately, she's been known, of course, for the Peaky Blinders uh, and everything, but she also was in Harry Potter. Uh, Draco's mom, as uh-huh. uh, Captain Mizzy says. Uh, I remember her most from Peaky Blinders because that's where I saw her more than anything. Um, and I really liked her. She was a badass bitch in that show. Uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> how they uh, put her in and what's going to happen in the in the series. Because uh, I know that they're, they've got another season coming up. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm sure they'll do a, a tribute episode or, you know, something to whatever to, you know, yeah. make her passing part of the show uh, type thing because she was, she was a badass bitch she kicked a lot of shit in that so
2: um, and then uh, Felix Silla who played oh my god a ton of things uh, Cousin It uh, Tweaky from Buck Rogers um, just absolutely a metric shit ton of things he's been around for a while um, you probably wouldn't even recognize his face more than anything. You'd no, recognize his character. He's almost always in costume. Yeah, um, he was. Uh... And
1: that's cousin it from the original Adams family, right?
2: Yes, yes. Uh, he was in Spaceballs, Star Wars, uh, Return of the Jedi, The Golden Child, the Stunts and Poltergeist. Just filmography is is pretty huge. Not a lot recently. Um, I mean, obviously he was a bit old, and but. Just so many things. Um,
1: a long and storied career of...
2: Uh, yeah, even Battlestar Galactica played playing Lucifer. Playing all these the, uh, crazy... Yeah.
1: ...monsters, aliens.
2: Yeah. So.
1: So.
2: Another sad one. Lived a, lived a long life, but still, it's always sad to see someone pass. And, we're going to see a lot more of those, you know, as the actors we grew up with get to that age, unfortunately.
0: Um, John, what are you drinking today?
2: Uh, I have uh, Dr. Pepper and uh, whichever fire I have, uh, Jim Beam fire. I'm trying to finish the bottle so I can get, go get the uh, Jack Daniels one. I think it's a better call. Okay.
0: Cassie, <laughs> what's on your uh, drink of choice today?
1: Rumming Coke.
0: Oh, back to the rum. I am still doing some Taylor Flaggate twenty-year Tony Port. So, I have to boot up there. Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna keep on drinking until it's gone. So that's gonna be on the the docket I for mean, a bit. Like you do. That's
1: <laughs> what happens. yeah. yeah.
0: I opened <laughs> it. Got to drink it. Uh, guys, please be safe out there. Wear your mask. Uh, wash your hands. Look out for each other. Uh, get your see,
2: vaccine.
0: Get your vaccine. Uh, I'm fully vaccinated. Yay. Um, Everything else, uh, be safe, really. Look out for each other. Um, Cheers. Cheers.
1: Cheers.
2: Mm. Oh, damn. Oh, Kathy, I had a uh, uh, Kraken and uh, uh, Club Soda uh, tonic. Sorry. uh, Kraken and tonic earlier. It was pretty good. Yeah. It's also really strong. (laughs)
1: It has like a half a cup of Kraken and a quarter cup of tonic.
2: No, it's 6.8 ounces of tonic water because that's in the bottle. And then about three and a half, maybe a heavy pour over three and a half of of, uh, Kraken.
1: Maybe a heavy pour. Maybe.
2: Maybe a heavy pour. There's a tiny yeah. bit of spillage. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Yeah, you go. I it was like, oh, put a little bit. Let's, let's, let's throw a little more in. Mm-hmm. And a little That's bit, a little splash of lime juice, too, just to mix it up. I don't know if the lime juice is necessary. kind of tasted a bit extra lime. I was going to say lime. Well, lime is
1: strong. And lime is strong.
2: It is. Never, ever open your bottle of lime and go, Hey, how's this willow, Jesus?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, You'll make that mistake if anything is wafting it, And I learned that as a child when my mom was cleaning the bathroom with ammonia.
2: Ooh, she, yeah. Science. I didn't have to smell some ammonia. I could tell, but uh, yeah. She, um,
1: she taught me that being a being a chemist. She was like, "Here's what you do. You'd never ever you don't just take do your this? nose in a bottle and inhale ever. Oh, you, you waft oof. it towards you." you want to smell something hey misco blood that was misco misco turned me on to a new game a a fun silly looking uh game called dork romantic no dorf romantic it's it's an f and not a k dorf romantic on theme and uh it looks like it's just (coughs) making little cities out of tiles I don't know, but it
0: looks like silly fun. All right, so I have some models here. Da, 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 da. Uh, at least one. Nope, there's multiple. And so I went and primed them. It's a what? A grindle?
2: I had to look that one up. Just to let you know how, how how deep they dug for that box. I had to look that one up. And this one? I. There's a delay. Uh, that is an adder or a puma, depending if you're a filthy clanner or in a you share. Want
1: ants? Because that's how you get ants. Mm-hmm. Adder. Twenty months adder. of shenanigans, that is shenanigans. best, or Waffle Hawk, best John if you're a claner and Gonzo. Or a filthy clanner or an, an Legionnaires <laughs> has a brain trigger. <sighs> if he <ear> sneezes <sighs> really hard, he will smell bleach due to some work he was doing when he was a teenager. So my brother had a had an accident uh, when he was working in food service. Uh, he was going to mop the floors in the kitchen and he poured in, he put in what he normally puts in to do that. But unbeknownst mm-hmm. to him, someone had poured in something else and oh. those two things, yeah, they reacted like they do. And he ended up having to go to the hospital.
2: Uh, my buddy, uh, Jake, uh, when he was, uh, or Josh, sorry, Jake's brother, when he was deployed in, uh, I think it was Iraq, might have been Afghanistan, uh, they attacked his barracks, and he was near the uh, supplies, kind of clean supplies closet, which caught on fire, and he got a big dose of that. It was oh, no bueno. You know, he can't handle the smell of bleach or, or any of that anymore. Yeah. Which yeah, one's this one, a, John? That's an adder. Or, sorry, that's a gladiator or executioner, depending on uh, inner sphere or coffee cleaner. Is this an assault mech? Yes. Okay. okay. Well, assault mech. I'm going to air quote that. It is of the tonnage of assault mech, but as it has a fucking enormous engine in it, it doesn't exactly have a ton of guns.
1: It's a, a purse fighting mech.
2: <laughs> it's, I mean, it's still a threat, but it is more fast for its size. Uh, and that is, of course, a, uh, Mad Cat or Timberwolf, depending. Yeah, you always one...
1: trade speed for for smackiness. Uh, Don't you? I mean, usually if you're really fast, there's some other thing that you're lacking.
2: Well the thing is though, if it's fat it's fast enough in short bursts that it could catch smaller mechs that would have a hard time punching through the armor it has before it murdered them. It's that balance load. It has it's not good in a fight against other uh, other assaults or even some heavies, but it's of the general in the in the ballpark of the speed of a medium mechalotic ice, So it can catch some things. So
1: Captain Missy has subscribed for twenty months. Twenty yeah, months of shenanigans Z- with the best Wapple, the best John, and Gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, how she typed it. That's how I read it.
2: <laughs> um I figured. Oh, so... What are you doing to me? What are you hey, doing
0: Daneon. to me? <laughs> these are definitely. I'm gonna paint these up in clan colors. So this is gonna be a claner mech, and I mean, well, uh, like it, is, clan it is a clan mech. Yeah, clad. Like... Um. So I'm gonna flash a color up, and John, you tell me which clan you think this will go to. Oh,
2: <laughs> as an interspheroid, that's a dangerous game to play. Uh, that would be Jade Falcon, probably. Yes. Being that
0: uh, it's green. Green. So uh, let's talk about this because I've never actually painted these type of models before. Um, and you could go a whole weird route with this. I could just cover the whole thing in green and be done with it. Um, which then it would look kind of ugly and kind of weird. Um, but it, these models actually have some really, really good detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did these do are, a good job on them yeah they this these plastics uh are actually really solid um, you know if you
1: did oh. it in oils you could prime it. you could prime it uh off white and then just straight up do a uh, phthalo green oil paint, brush it over it, just glop it on let it sit for i don't know ten fifteen minutes come back with a makeup sponge, wipe it all off and uh all the details will will <clears throat> come out and appear as if by magic. Huh? And done.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of people paint them in camouflage. Clanners aren't known for wanting camouflage. They're, uh...
1: Are they, like, <sighs> supremely confident?
2: Oh, so... Oh, Kathy, I'd have to show you... I'd have to explain history that it takes text from the Black Pants Legion, who I do just... I do suggest you look up if you're interested in Battletech. Just look up Black, Black Pants League.
1: Legion. Black
2: Pants Legion. Tex does a bunch of Battletech videos. Black he did a whole thing pants. on the history. So like the end of the Star League into the exodus into the Clan Evasion. And it is... It's exhaustive and hilarious and great. Uh, so... Um, but yeah, to explain it, basically their way of warfare so they don't murder each other to death is they try and beat each other with the least force possible. So if you're like, I'm bringing, you know, 12 max, they're like, Oh yeah, I can take you in eight. And they come down with eight and see if they can up your ass, you know? And, and that's how they try to be the best. Um, they think they're superior. Uh, in some ways they are superior to others, but they try and do that. You know, it's, uh, if, you know, if the attacking force is coming in you, and they know what the defending force is, they will bid to see who can take things they can take it with the least amount and then they'll go fight them. It's uh, interesting. It uh, is a long story as to why I got there, basically, you know, didn't want to murder themselves to death. And uh, it does give them interesting. uh interesting weaknesses to take advantage of from a role playing perspective. They disdain uh, melee combat, which is why you don't see any clan mechs with giant hatchets. But Unlike you see the,
0: I'll
2: take a giant hatchet, please and thank you.
0: But you also see that they
2: have the elementals that kind of do that job for them. Yeah, well, that's their that's their infantry. They have uh, they've sort of combined arms it in rather than vehicles and aerospace fighters and mechs and imp- and regular ground pounders they made battle armor, the elementals, and they don't use regular vehicles anymore. So it's just clans, just uh, uh, mechs, aerospace fighters, and elementals.
0: Which I didn't prime those. I was like, "Uh, I don't think I'm going to
2: prime those real quick. But They're super cool. Like, I love the models for them. Oh, yeah, they're really neat. And technically speaking, uh, all all clan mechs have handholds that so the elementals can ride into battle on them because the mechs are faster than the elementals.
1: Are you using metallic paint right now, or what are you... Uh...
0: So I decided what I'm going to do is I'm going to take... Yeah, I've got a, the silver from Pro Acryl and just going to be kind of slopping it on where I think there would be a exposed metal look. Um, and then I'll wash that down. Let's do this. That's what I'm going to do first. Uh, And then I can work on the color part of the mech.
2: Alright, there's my box of stuff. Where are the elementals? Should be showing up in the camera somewhere.
1: And that's the scale, those are tiny compared to the.
2: They may even be a little bigger than they should be here, but they're, they're about that. They're really? Yeah. Yeah, they're just there's individual just, infantry. They're just basically like a really, really big dude. Oh, my camera's cut off weird. That's why are I they, like that.
1: What, are they like Terminators or something? Kind no, no
2: they are people in there, but they're like seven, like six foot nine, you know, seven foot tall people. They've been genetically engineered and... and
1: so like space tragic. marines.
2: Yeah, they're basically space marines, but... Uh, <laughs> not nearly as silly as Space marines are when you start talking about them. <laughs> but I love the way right. these models came out with the, the trails from the little jump packs and it's just super cool.
1: Hi, Bithron. They are humans in power armor, says Bithron, and John yep. says they are genetically modified bigger humans.
2: Let's see what I got here. I, I got, I got the same packs that, X that uh, Gonzo has. Grindel... Another Black Hawk. Do two of those? No, because that, I think it's supposed to be a Stormcrow. Some of them are hard to tell. Obviously, that one's easy. Whatever this crappy mech is, that's terrible. I don't want these crappy mechs. God, Bany, I'm running all these crappy mechs from. Elementals. <laughs> oh, this is a mist little tiny duder. 25 tons. Legionnaires is
1: asking, so Clanner have elementals and Inner Sphere have tanks and aerospace fighters, correct?
2: Uh, well, they both have aerospace fighters. Uh, the difference between Inner Sphere is they'll use regular tanks still and they still use standard dude with a gun or dude with a rocket launcher infantry. But there's something to be said with a guy with a gun just saying, hippity-hoppity, get off my property. I got a Fenris. I mean, obviously, i got a, bu- a bit of the uh, Invasion box. at another Miss Slinks. And a I think this is supposed to be a Stormcrow. It seems a little short for it, though. So. A
1: little short for a Stormcrow?
2: A little short. And then a Shadow Cat. Which I'll point out, this is the first fan-made mech. Um, uh, it was in the first one of the, the first issues of Mech Magazine. Uh, they sent it in, and it has since become canon, which is super cool.
1: I, I kind of feel like I want just do a quick paint on a couple of uh, these things. Just for, for kicks, I've never painted uh, any kind of thing before, but it might be fun to do like I described with the uh, with the oil paint, you know, and and just throw that on and then throw a little bit of metallic into a few places. Might be fun.
2: Well, fair enough. Uh, Legionnaire, so... Technically, shadow Shadowcat should really only be armed with two PPCs or generally more other stuff. It's, It's got a lot of tonnage in not weapons because it's fast and jumpy. So, in any case, let's uh, see so what I got here. I got, ooh, I'm going to have to identify a couple of these. Give me a second here. I'm pretty sure this is the brand-new Stinger. So, when BattleTech came out, they based a lot of their stuff off of uh, whatever mech, art they could beg borrow and steal um so there's a lot of stuff from other from animes and stuff and this was originally based off a battleoid form bear Attack from robotech slash Macross. Uh, and then so they call it the unseen because for a while they had to get rid of them because of lawsuits now they're back because they've redesigned them to be just different enough and then this is a wasp which is based off the same thing they're both 20 toners Sort of very similar. The only ever difference was uh, armament. The Wasp was more anti-armor, and the Stinger was more anti-infantry because it had machine guns. And this was sort of their own design, but they sort of used the head from one of them, so it looked very similar. This is a Valkyrie. Sort of one of the first mechs you read about in the first good trilogy of Battletech novels. And yeah, I'm calling out you guys for all the... uh, Grimmy Death Legion, that's, they're okay. They ain't good. And this is a Phoenix Hawk. It was also based off a Valkyrie, but the uh, the Super Valkyrie with the uh, extra fast pack on it, which I am now using lots of nerd terms. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I would say that these three were always sort of classic designs because they were in the first box set. And then, speaking of classics, I the packs I bought were specifically to get me the classics. I've got a Rifleman, which is based off the uh, Raider X from Robotech. And then I also have, in tonnage, let's go with the Archer next, which is based off a Destroy Gladiator, also from Robotech. And then a Warhammer, which is based off an Excalibur from Robotech. One of the truly classic designs, it was on the first box set. And then a Marauder, which is based off an Officer's Battle Pod from Robotech.
1: I like that one it's got some character extra character
2: yeah. it's like one that. of my favorites but those four really are my favorites because they're the classics and apparently i'm a classics kind of guy um so uh, so there's a lot there i mean i can't i in one podcast i couldn't even give you guys the basic primer on it the basic primer is well i can give you a basic primer the whole idea is basically sci-fi game of thrones long before Game of Thrones. I
0: remember when I first played uh, Battletech. I'm not sure if it was Warrior or Battletech when it was, when we played it. But, what we used to do is we would get together, me and a bunch of buddies in the Air Force, we'd get together and we're like, alright, whose campaign are we playing this weekend? And we decided the best way to solve that was, hey, uh, let's play a game of Mech Warrior, and whoever wins, you know, they get to choose what campaign we play for the weekend. Uh, and was it so a video I... game? No,
2: it okay. was miniatures. Well, then, then it was BattleTech. Was it BattleTech? Okay, I couldn't remember what it was. Mech Warrior is the role-playing game, and the video game.
0: I just remember we had miniatures, and we used to do that all the time. And I remember one time, my friend John. Uh, which is on my uh, Gangs of Waterdeep um, RPG. He was like, because we, we designed our mechs, and you know, it was all, you know, we could play whatever, we just kept within certain limits. We had a little limit of what you could and couldn't play. And I remember he was playing, and he was like, alright, I got my mech out, and I'm going to click the mask system, which the mask system lets them run really, really fast. So he was like this really light mech that ran really, really fast and just annoyed the shit out of everybody. And would just shoot everybody up and so on and so forth. Well, he ran around the entire battlefield a lot and did that. So he usually had to choose. But this one time he decided to do it. And when you trigger your mask system, um, you have to roll on this chart. And if you roll like double ones or whatever, it's a complete fumble. And the entire model just sits there and it's dead for the entire game. And
2: that's what happened to him. So I was like,
0: mm, yeah, that was fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of systems like that. It is a very 80s game at points, the uh, tabletop version. Yeah. They've done some upgrades, but uh, unless they decide to do a big redesign, and they aren't really going to because it appeals to a lot of the classics, guys. If you wanted to big redesign, play Alpha Strike, which is a met, meant for larger scale games. Like inherently, I would say Battletech is only meant for you know a handful of models skirmish level you know Mm -hmm. at most i would say maybe god i wouldn't even want to go that far but maybe uh you know a lancer two per side so between four to eight mechs per side anything more than that just starts to get clunky and very very time consuming and alpha strike is meant for much more uh there it's a lot more streamlined not as uh not as crunchy of a system
0: I remember that, and it was very, very familiar. That he, we thought he was gonna, he had his mech that we thought was gonna kick the crap out of us, and he charged on the field, turned on his mass system, and it shut down his entire mech, and that was it for him for the game. So we're like, okay, we know we're not playing his what he wants to play.
2: <laughs> I mean, I only would work a couple times. It wouldn't work too much with us. We're, we were big on the. So I need, like, an 11 on two dice to hit you? I'll take those odds. (laughs) It's like, boom! uh, Yep, you dead. A lot of
0: that. So I chose the green because, well, it's just green's a cool color. And I remember Jade um, from the game. Because this was whenever we first started playing the role-playing game um, (laughs) and stuff he decided to have the clans invade because we were a mercenary unit and this fucker was the first clan mech we fought and it was just him. And it was just him against like four of us. And of course he just ripped the shit out of us.
2: Uh, that's a little little flubby. I mean uh, a, a mad cat is a pretty good mech but four to one is going to get ass whooped. Unless you were, like, all in lights or some such shit. Uh, I can't remember what we were.
0: But I remember... I distinctly remember... I I do take take that back. There was uh, some elementals uh, in there at one point. That's
2: totally uh, totally different than... Elementals are are hot garbage. They're hot bullshit. Holy crap. Yeah. Because they're super-duper tough to kill. Just because of the way... The amount of damage weapons do. Because they have... 11 total hit points 10 for their armor and then one more to kill them so there's a lot of weapons that do 10 or five and then you're like oh that fucker got one hit point left great so uh jade falcons the worst of the clans those are some motherfuckers what makes them the worst of the clan they're assholes Like, you want to say they're like the atypical clan, but they're not really because they try to, they just, when you start reading the books, they really try to do some bullshit. They, they, you know, they're almost conniving as much as a clan could be. Really, if you're talking standard, the Smoke Jaguars are sort of like, we're the standard clan, more or less. Like, yeah, kinda. The Ghost Bears are really the standard. You don't hear much about them because they're, they're bog standards. And of course, the, uh, the Clan Wolf is the quote-unquote good guy clan.
0: And that's what you usually see. If you see a, a clan,
2: you usually see that symbol on there quite a bit, the, the wolf all the time. Well, yeah. Also, at that point, the wolf was a really popular symbol. And if you read the books, well, they're the only clan worth rooting for.
1: <laughs>
2: I root for Jade Falcons to get killed. <laughs> so I've reading the Jade Falcon trilogy. I was like, you could just kill these fuckers. I'd be okay.
0: <laughs> so the so interesting part about all this is even though i'm painting this on i'm just going to get this base green color like kathy was saying just get it and get it in get a good base color then i can just kind of get the details up the clanners don't have camouflage like you were saying they don't care if they stand out or not because they got bald no. steel
2: It is not in their tactical doctrine, no.
0: But the Inner Sphere...
2: Oh, yeah. Because they get their butt whooped all the time. Well, it's a technology thing. Like, sure, in the game, it's much closer, and even more so in uh, uh, MechWarrior Online. But in fiction, the difference between the mechs is like... Fiction-wise, yeah, that Timberwolf should have ripped right through your four Mac Sick. Fuck all you guys. You, you, You... He's shooting you from ranges you can't even dream of hitting that and shit like that. Yeah. Now, game wise, it's a lot harder to do that without it becoming a busted system. Correct. So, um, it's a lot. I mean, it's still, their stuff's still way better. Um, but, in some cases, almost like, and even that, I mean, it's, again, it's a very 80s system. 80s 90s system it's a lot of stuff you're like oh what like yeah it was the 90s we weren't exactly it's pre GW becoming a big deal huh. so for those of you who want to keep track uh, so some of the rules are kind of weird and all <laughs> Banyan did mention he's like man I uh he's like we should learn how to play that I'm like no 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 you should learn how to play it I still remember <laughs> that is how much i know about the game is i still remember how to play well the system is actually still, pretty simple it is relatively i could still build 90 percent of a mac without a book that's some shit right there <laughs> like i remember like a whole ton of shit about mech building and all that is just like do i need to probably not but i do So, I should also point out that that Jade Falcons do generally use like a yellow color as a highlight, as a as a yeah. secondary color. So,
0: yeah, I'm gonna paint the whole thing green, and then mm-hmm. go and like then do the touch-ups within the
2: yellows and all that stuff. I was was just easy. mention it so you, you plan properly. Yeah, and it's not like you have to be beholden to any official paint scheme. No, you don't it's have your to. Mind- but- that's what I you wanted to do. clanners use camouflage and your clanners use camouflage. That's fine. Clan, fuck you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what was that? Clan Cody? I think that was Clan Coyote. Or Clan Widowmaker. Oh, I think that's later Clan. I lose track a bit. I mean, honestly, it's funny to say that when the clans came out, while I played for a bit afterwards, the f- I was not as into the fiction afterwards and so sort of moved on to other stuff. Well, there are a ton of books it even goes way past that. I mean, heck, as far as like overall tech goes, the clans only like there are at least two big tech jumps afterwards. There's the uh, Fedcom. So civil war, which would take a long time to explain. Uh, I actually think there's three jumps because there's that. Then there's uh, the the Jihad. Um And then after that, there is the Dark Age. We don't talk much about the Dark Age because the Dark Age came out with the uh, Battletech clicks and almost killed Battletech. So some of us have a problem with that. I remember those models. Yeah.
0: So painting these up, Kathy. So I'm painting these up, and these are strictly non... How is it? living models is there any type of painting technique you think that is like a kind of a different way to do when you paint up you know a fleshy living model compared to a robotic you know metallic beast probably like what would you think
1: but since i haven't painted a robotic metallic beast before i'm not certain what that is
2: Well, we're have I will to... find there.
1: out when I when I get a couple of these on my own desk and give it a try oh. honestly all I could think when I see all these tiny little panel details is if I if I do it the way that I did the uh, the jump pack when I was just first experimenting with my oil paints and I just painted a whole jump pack with first firstly it was primed a really light color. <laughs> and then I took that phthalo green oil paint and slapped it over it. And then I let it sit there for like ten minutes or so and, and kinda of soak in. And then I took the a makeup sponge and wiped off all the excess paint and then on the edges I wiped it off even more so that it looked like more highlights. Uh, and it just it brought out all those details, all those sort of mechanical kind of details that would be on a, a Space Marine jump pack and and left all of the dark color down in the crevices. And that's what I want to try doing on a couple of these and, and see what that looks like. But the way that you're painting it, I, I'm not sure. Because I've I've never done something like that. Maybe panel line washes is all I can think for, for going down into the crevices. And then after letting that dry, maybe doing a, a dry brush over the top in a lighter color. Yellow? I don't know.
0: So my, my idea is, I think, it's going to take two coats of green just to get it, you know, a good solid green on it because it's not... It's, it's still... got The black is kind of see-through, which is okay. Not a big deal. Um, and then after I get two layers of green on it, do I do a wash to kind of go into that detail? Because there is a ton of crevices, grooves...
1: Consider you know, all doing that of... it like you were painting on your Gundam.
0: Yeah. Because there is a ton of Grooves and holes and all this stuff all through it. I mean, it's like even
1: just uh, even just dry brushing green over the whole thing, and and letting that black primer stay in the crevices might have been uh, an interesting approach to it too. Could
0: have gone that because there's definitely.
1: There really is a difference, though, between doing something, you know, mechanical versus doing something organic. You know, I'm used to painting skin and cloth and uh, and stuff like that. And, and doing space marines is always a little bit of a struggle for me with all the the corners and edges and flat surfaces and everything.
2: Sometime between next Friday and the Tuesday following, Kathy. Is what? You'll be able to look at some of the models on your desk. Oh. <laughs> Which also.
1: Yay.
0: Tuesday to Friday, you'll probably see some of the other models come up to you because uh, you're both getting a package from me.
1: Oh, Awesome.
2: Yours will probably be there first. This looked like it was a little delayed. Sorry.
1: Yeah, as Xander and Bithron say, dry brush picks up lots of detail. Yes. I will be be going back to oil painting this week. So when those things do arrive and I get them primed up, much like I did with my pumpkins, my pumpkin riders,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: back uh, in October, I will immediately just throw some primer on those and... And set two with the oil paints in the way that I described, and we will see we will see what happens.
2: Well, you'll get a couple to play with there, so
1: So yeah, that'll be fun. maybe i'll maybe I'll uh, get my hands on a little bit of the uh, the metallic oils that Jim's been using too. Because I don't have any metallic oils in front of me, but you know they exist. We can give them a try.
2: Cool. I look forward to seeing some of it.
1: Missy says technically, technically the Chibis are from me too. Yes. It will be. It will be. It'll be fun to paint those. We'll do a paint-alongs. We'll all have our monster Chibis. And we'll paint along together. And it'll be fun. And then when Yeji's done, we'll paint more chibis.
2: Oh, that, that probably means you need to look into ordering flowers. Mm.
1: Flowers? Okay, Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. Yep. That's a good plan, actually. Just do that. See, my mom lives like 400 some miles away. So I don't get to see her, but
2: my mom's only about an hour drive or so. But I can
1: send her flowers.
0: So John, since you're playing MechWarrior online and you're streaming it, um, and how does the game compare to? The role-playing miniature i mean type thing
2: well so honestly if you're familiar with the tabletop game you will be familiar with the building mechs portion of it which as you know is a complicated part yes but as i said since i can build a most of a mech without even consulting a rule book it's not that hard for me because i'm that kind of nerd um, otherwise it, I mean, once you get beyond the, the building your mech portion, it, it, it's nothing like it.
0: Um, so I'm, I'm going to ask this question cause I know it's coming up
2: and everything. What is the difference between MechWarrior and Battletech? Well, technically speaking, and this is, it's it also depends on the medium. MechWarrior is the term they use for their online games where they're first person shooters. And it's also the name they use for their role-playing game. Like, I have the most recent version of Mech Warrior, the role-playing game. I bought that, uh, I think, shortly after the clan Kickstarter. They're like, hey, you're subscribed to us. Here's a f- code for our website to get a discount on stuff. And I'm like, I, I mean, I could use some stuff. Who <laughs> can't use stuff? <laughs> so I bought their most recent uh, role-playing game, uh, which is probably here. Yeah, MechWarrior Destiny is their most version, most recent version. I haven't given it a good read yet. Um, yeah, it was the middle of COVID, and I haven't had a lot of time and or necessarily inclination to be reading role playing games since I ain't playing them. But uh, a basic uh, flip through look it looked really cool. Uh, oh, Legionnaires, that's a good question. No, you should not start with an engine when you're building a mech unless the engine is the point of the mech. So if MechWarrior Online where you should not build start with an engine, you should start with a general idea of what weapons you want on the mech, fill the slots, then see what engine you can fit, and then see if that shit don't work. That's what the testing ground is for. If you fire all your weapons, and there's no, you know, uh, ghost heat on them, and you shut down, you have designed poorly. Or you're going to have to make sure you really, really don't fire all those weapons at once. Which is hard when you panic, because everyone panics. Every once in a while, you walk around a corner and there's like eight mechs there, and you're like, well, fuck my life. That's <laughs> what happened to me today. Yeah. Or you built the storm, yes. You, or you yell out, face the storm, and you fire everything. That's <laughs> a... Did I send you guys that video? I'm going to send you guys that video, because even not knowing, you'd understand it. That's from uh, The Beef, who is a uh, streamer for MechWare Online from his. This is, like, long, long ago. Uh, they've actually changed stuff multiple times based off what the beef has done. Uh, the beef is great because he has a very heavy French-Canadian accent. And he is so good for the game. He's trolly sometimes, but never never vindictively or meanly trolly. He's just, I'm having fun trolly. Um, so it's super cool. He built uh, the what they call the Dire Star, which is a dire wolf with, like, 11 PPCs. And if you understand that the PPC is one of the scariest weapons in the game, generally speaking, it is absolutely retarded to have 11 of them on a mech.
0: And did they all fire at once, or were they? did he have them like set up to fire in?
2: The only time he would fire not all, he, he would fire not all of them every once in a while just because he's taking a shot. Yeah, yeah the beginning of the video is literally he sneaks up behind somebody. And he's like, no, no, it's too easy. May I have your attention? And fires like one in front of the guy. And the guy turns around and he just yells out, Face the storm! And just ends him. You only only got about two shots, but it was super funny. It's a great video. I suggest looking it up. Just Google Dire Star. D-I-R-E-S-T-A-R. Dire Star. The beef is super amusing. But yeah, uh, so yeah, you should build around the weapons you want first. Um, if you're having problems, ask for someone to help. There's a million Discord. You're on a Discord even now, uh, Legionnaires. You can ask for help. Uh, Ninja and I are both mad scientists, so if you ask for help, please specify if you want a regular build or a mad science build, because we might just go fucking nuts with that. Uh, I've been known to build... I, I did build a uh, mech with six ERPPCs on it, Gonzo for one of my buddies in my unit, and he literally he, he just wanted to have some available all the time. Was it Great, no, but he's like, I fire two, I fire two, I fire two, I fire two more. All right, I cool down a little bit, so you don't get a lot of extra effect, but you always have two ready to go, pretty much. And then at the end of one game, he literally yelled out into comms, faced the storm, fired all six and killed the last guy before he could overheat and explode." And I'm like, "Well played, well played." <laughs> I was gonna
0: say, if he fired all of them, it was like,
2: oh, either shut down or you will probably explode. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of heat because so, I mean, I don't want to get too much into the game, but the game has some arbitrary heat limits to keep shenanigans from happening. Not the fun shenanigans, the bad shenanigans. So certain weapons you fire more than so many, the heat gets multiplicatively bad, basically. So the first two PPCs are whatever they are. The third one is hotter and the fourth one is hotter, hotter. And the fifth one is hotter, hotter, hotter. And I think you got the theme as it goes there. There's a whole, there's a bunch of math involved. I don't like to look at the math of that. Just know, you shouldn't do it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you also stream, So, sort for of people don't know, for the people that are here, that mm-hmm. you also stream, you're down doing it on Sunday mornings and Monday afternoons or Monday, Monday nights. Night. Monday nights, yeah. So if Monday someone night, wanted to play with you, could they message you and say, hey, can I
2: play with you? Absolutely. I mean, we uh, last Monday, we actually had Legionnaires on. It was me and Legionnaires and uh, Ninja John. Uh, and uh, then Banion popped on. I think uh, Big Knight was in there for a bit. He doesn't get on comms. He doesn't like to sign his own voice out there. So, But he was there in the unit, and we were teaching uh, Legionnaires how to play. We had a good time. There's one match in particular where we're super good because we were the only ones left alive. Uh, and that's always super fun.
0: And, like, what is, like, a communication key?
2: Uh, <laughs> Communication very much helps. Very much helps. You know that.
0: Yeah. I, the game I played today, nobody talked about anything. Nobody talked about nothing. It, and all of a sudden...
2: I always try to say hi to everyone when I come in. If I'm not in the unit, I sometimes forget if I'm in a unit. And <laughs> on Discord... I'm going to hide everyone to try and get people to say something. <laughs> yeah, big night where we're going, we don't need heat management override engaged. <laughs> uh, a big night actually, I'm gonna give big night a shout out. We were playing he was playing earlier and he sent me a, a picture. He played a game. I think we we're on the same team that game. and in an atlas, which is a giant mech, they don't get bigger. It's a stealth atlas, which means that you can't get him on sensors, but he's st- you still see with the eyes. Well, apparently, he's a true, true, true stealth, and no one saw him, and no one shot him, and he took zero damage.
1: No one was looking with their eyes?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's silly. Like, I've seen a couple of games where I've taken zero damage, and I either had long-range missiles, or I didn't do that much. But no, he literally did almost 800, basically, functionally 800 damage, killed three people, two of them by himself, and no one shot him. It was... I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> Mind-bogglingly crazy. That's super cool. We have to get time. If anyone's interested, um, I do a lot of stuff for newer players. Sunday mornings turn out to be a little more of the ask-me-questions type of thing as I'm going. I'll go into... I, I have no problem going deep into it and showing you whatever I need to. And, uh... Then Monday nights, we generally group up and get some people together and just have some good drops. We'll jump around and do whatever. Um, actually, really looking forward to it. They got a... Uh, and I'll mention that, uh, Gonzo, for in case you decide to you want to play again. Uh, they have a big, giant patch dropping on Tuesday. Ooh, what's going to happen? Uh, everything. Like, 90% of the weapons are getting uh, updated based on... I forget what they call themselves anymore. There's a group of longtime I don't want to say competitive players. They did play competitively, but they're all just veteran players. Had a bunch of ideas of this is how you make weapons unique. You fix it so this is not clearly better than this for the time, blah, 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 blah. And they sent that in, and originally they were going to do a playtest server so you could test it out. But they decided after last patch where one of their designers just said, I'm going to do this because this is what it needs and it was not what anyone wanted. Huh. They're going to roll that back and they're literally just going to apply everything they said. Wow. They're taking their whole thing like, that's what you think? You know what? Fuck it. Let's do that. Huh? Let's skip the whole play test. You know, you guys have been talking about it for a long, long time. They have Old spreadsheets and, you know, um, slideshows and shit mm-hmm. of all the stuff. I mean, they have a lot of plans, so they're like, let's try it i mean they've got a cute new community development guy who is darren who's great at communicating with people um even more so because he used to be half of no guts no galaxy who is a big streamer for this from MacWare online uh they're buds so you get a lot of communication and it was the first i've ever heard of a game that was an mmo game that was on Basically, maintenance mode where they're not going to do anything new, you just play until it's no longer viable, and they're doing content. Also, That's new mech packs coming out Tuesday, it's great. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Tuesday's gonna be a good day. Oh, i uh... the
1: future of the game, then
2: yeah, absolutely. I might stream Wednesday night after Kathy gets done too, since that new patch will be there, and I'll have downloaded it and taken a look at stuff. We will see. I might just fool around there by myself, we'll see. I don't want to promise anything I might not be able to deliver because work is also a little crazy cut nuts. What? Yeah. Yeah. The less said about that, the better. <laughs> but
1: hey, two minute warning to our media section.
2: Oh,
0: good, really. I'm gonna try to get this last bit of green. And try to get this last bit of green on here. Get that last bit to color.
1: Last, bit. it looks very green.
0: Yeah, I think what I'm going to do is little
1: Kermit the Frog.
0: Well, Jade Falcon is of course you know Jade, and it's this bright, bright green. And I was like, oh, I see that color over there. So I went with it. I was like, not even planning on being a Jane Cla- Jade Clan uh, model. I was just like, ooh, the green. I remember Jade Clan. So. I was like, let's just use this green. Plus, I, you know me, I like really bright colors for models and such. I really like painting bright stuff. Which I got a lot of compliments on my uh, gate, by the way. My oh, internal yeah. gate posted it up and got a lot of good comments on the that color surprised. scheme. Guys,
1: that that turned out really nice. Just that bold contrast of that really bright color and the and the
2: black. Yeah, he's super green. Hey, sorry, Warlord. I had a lot of liquids today. He's Plus, staying normal.
1: hydrated.
2: Uh, that's <laughs> hydrated. That's what I'm doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of cool-looking green color. Yeah, I'm just with that sort of color. I'm wondering what wash you would use. The Thuraca would, if you used a wash, I think the Thraka would be too, uh, a different green tone. You think maybe just wash it with uh, null oil?
1: Well, what about your Tamiya wash? Your Tamiya oil wash?
0: I think it might be too thick. And it would distort the color. But I'm going to paint all of this green.
2: Yeah, it's 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 tough. I mean, uh, green's the weird one because there's so many tones of it. It's the only one I generally am like, I don't know what I'm going to wash this. With She-Hulk, I had to do, uh, yeah. I tried do three different things. I tried the uh, contrast paint, which is a little dark and probably would have been okay. But it would have required a lot of work. And then I tried Thrac green, which is okay. And then I tried, I have a... Uh, Vallejo green wash for armor vehicles and shit. And that worked a lot better. So.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'm not a person that does a lot of washes on uh, models.
0: You know, this of you know? is definitely screaming for a wash. I can tell you that. with all the creases and everything.
1: Yeah.
2: Maybe a blue would work.
1: Yeah, there you want it to be dark in the the green washes don't seem to be super dark. But remember, you can always mix washes too. Mix your green with something else that's darker. Like mix a little bit of red in with the green. And I know it sounds weird to say red, but red honestly can be a very dark color, especially when you're mixing it with green. Uh, or green with with uh, with blue.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even, even mixing a wash with the contrast paint
2: oh yeah absolutely in fact actually probably the uh uh, warp stone which is the green i have uh or warp lightning maybe whatever it's called uh with thraca green that mix a little more heavy on the thraca Mm -hmm. than the uh contrast might do better You're like, nope, nope, don't do that silver part there, Okay. Yep, it didn't look good. Well, I think it might look good afterwards. And honestly, I like the base with a much darker than silver metallic uh, because it looks better to start and you can decide. Then you've got the silver available for the highlight, yeah. which I find is important. Call me crazy, but I like to save the highlightest colors for a highlight and not use them as the base.
0: Which yeah, is probably.
2: Funny, if I do usually this
1: again, that's how Gonzo paints his metallic, starting with the darker color.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think, Gonzo. I think if I do this again, and do the green, I'm gonna try to airbrush the green because it would take a whole lot easier.
1: Yeah, right. and then you could probably avoid uh, getting it into the crevices.
0: Yeah.
1: A little bit more. I'm
0: gonna do that sometime this week on one of my little hobby days. Are we uh, media section time?
2: Oh yeah, we're two minutes past. Oh, dang! All right, hold I on. I
1: did give the two minute
0: warning.
2: I did. I know. I it was heard, about I five did. minutes ago.
0: <laughs> camera move. La, da, 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 da. All right, media section. Ooh. Oh, John, your
2: camera's like really. Uh, you can blame my camera. It's you not blame? I'm blaming because it's Skype. Yeah, and most likely Skype, but yeah. yeah, let me fix that.
0: Da-da-da-da. Okay,
2: you can have the appropriate display in the background since I have my monkey and my, my giant lizard. Oh, what do I got uh, giant primal, and then I got Grimlock. Not quite dark kind of lizard, but he's a T-Rex, close enough. I see to get a swoop to to tie to his back so he can fly. <laughs> so all right, I watched like seventeen things. Uh, eighteen.
1: I thought I watched three things, but in fact, I only watched two things. The third, the third thing, I didn't actually finish. So.
0: I did catch up on my series that I've been watching, which is Falcon Mighty Ducks. Um, Winter Soldier.
1: So well, I, I did catch up on that. Two of those are the same series. I finished a series on the Disney Plus.
0: Oh, what huh? series did you finish?
1: It was The Secret of Sulphur Springs.
0: I saw that. I didn't know if I wanted to see that or not. I was trying to find something to watch, and I saw that. So go ahead and I go didn't with it. I know
1: anything about it, and I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's a kids' show, and the main characters are kids. But I was interested enough that I watched all 11 episodes in, like, two days. And you know how I don't do that normally.
2: <laughs> did it give you a sort of Stranger Things vibe? It did. Okay. You know what
1: it was like? Uh, it was kind of like Stranger Things meets Dark, but also a bit more lighthearted. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I I enjoyed it. There was There was mystery. There was... Uh, creepy. Um, it wasn't predictable. There was no CW vibe to it. The kids are middle kids? school, I want to say. Oh wow. The the two main kids, and then uh, they have younger siblings, and it's all about this family that that relocates from Chicago to this this middle of nowhere, Louisiana to uh, the dad purchased this old hotel that he used to go to when he was a kid. Um, and then you find out why. And, 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 and there's just this low key creepy vibe going on and everybody in the town thinks this place is haunted. And, uh, and then you find out why. And, then other things happen and the very last episode leaves you wanting the next season
2: (laughs) so it is like stranger things
1: (laughs) oh yeah yeah it's 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 got that feel of it it's got that kids with bikes kind of kind of feel because those kids are really the ones that are doing the investigation and stuff of, of what's going on and it's it was a lot of fun and I give it zero space herpes and 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 it's it's wholesome even so you know it's it's just it's very Disney but it's like Escape from Witch Mountain Disney. Okay, gotcha. Is
2: that um, Escape
1: to Witch Mountain. You know that one
2: from that the seventies. <laughs> Not the one with the rock. No. No, the original, the old school. Actually. It's actually probably on Disney. So,
1: <laughs> Escape from which or Escape to which mountain?
2: Um, all of them. How about that?
1: It is the old one. It is.
0: Um, I did watch something new, and I didn't even know about it until I actually say about. It. I did know about it, it, just kind of passed through my head, and I didn't care for it. Um, but news came out that the series got renewed for a third season and it was flabbergasted that it came out, uh, and that it, um, got renewed for a third season. It was originally on Cinemax, went from Cinemax, uh, to HBO Max and HBO Max, uh, renewed it for a third season. Um, I knew nothing kind of really about the series, but I just thought it was interesting. Um, it is a... TV series that originally was scripted by Bruce Lee, um, with the premises oh. of it. And uh, I was like, All right, I got some time, I'm gonna build work on one of my uh Gundam models. And I started putting it on there. And holy fuck, I love this show! Uh, the show I'm
2: talking about is Warrior. Yeah, is I, I've seen a, some uh clips on one of the YouTube channels I watch where they talk to stuntmen and all.
0: Yeah, it's what it is it's based off of a script from Bruce Lee. Um, and it's based in 1870 something. Uh, so right at the time, uh, in Los Angeles and Chinatown and the Tong, uh, gang wars. And it's a story about a guy that comes from China to rescue a woman. Uh, but when he goes to do it, he becomes part of one of the Tong, uh, hatchet men. And you can definitely tell that they pulled a lot from Bruce Lee type movies. Uh, the way it's filmed, the way it's acted. The characters are amazing. Uh, the, you know, the people from China, the Americans, the Irish, everybody. All the characters have been really good. Um, there's even the psycho killer, Jessica you spy? know,
1: you what? <laughs> psycho killer.
0: Um, that, you know, you're, you even root for him. You're like, fuck yeah, I like this guy. This guy is fun. Um, The martial arts is really good. Uh, It's not the high-flying wire stuff like, you know, um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon type stuff. Um, You can tell there's a little bit of wire stuff, but not a lot. Um, Very stylized, like a Bruce Lee movie. Um, They do speak uh, two different languages in it, but what's weird is the way they do it, um, like they'll be speaking, um, probably Cantonese, I think is what it is, And they'll pan the camera around the person that's speaking, and then it blends into English. Uh, So you get this feeling of, yes, they are still speaking uh, their native tongue, but it's in English so we can understand and, you know, don't have to do subtitles. Um, The characters are really good. Um, Everybody, you're like, yeah, I like this. I like this. It reminds me of old martial arts movies. These characters are really well done. Uh, The writing's done really well. Um, They do do a lot of um, made up um, language in it, as in some of the slang is made up, like calling uh, Chinese people onions. Uh, I was like, where'd that come from? And then like molasses, which is their thing for opium or drug. Uh, So they're like this. And they said that they did that just to make people go, what the fuck are they talking about? (laughs) Where (laughs) did they get this? Um, but it is the, the, the fight scenes are amazing. Um, the, it can be pretty gory at times, um, with the blood and the hatchets cause they don't hold back. Um, and the guns, uh, it does kind of remind me there's a couple of Western episodes where they're out on, you know, doing some stuff and it reminds me of old spaghetti, Western Kung Fu movie type I mean, things.
2: I, that's
0: yeah. the time frame, kind of. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, yeah, um, right then. And there was some, just some really good, you know, you can still, like you can tell they got some Quentin Tarantino vibes in this in a little bit. Um, but I'm enjoying the shit. I watched season one um, and it was great. Uh, I'm only like one episode into season two. How and,
2: many episodes a season? Uh, Ten. Okay.
0: Uh, they're about 45 minutes long um it does have a decent amount of nudity uh because there is whorehouses and all this other stuff um but i mean it's it's you just kind of blow it off you can it, it's part of the movie part of the series you can tell it was built around it uh they do touch on some pretty touchy subjects um you know like the racism uh because there's some african americans in there also um and chinese and irish and all this other stuff and I mean, the first episode, Speak American. <laughs> right off the top. And you're just like, I, this guy's going to kick his ass. Please kick the shit out of this guy. <laughs> you're just waiting. You're like... And, and the way the lines are delivered, too. You can, you're can. you just like, yeah, you don't want to do that. Why? Because I'm going to fucking kill you. And, you know, that's just how it goes. Um, Kathy, I think you would really like this series. It uh, sounds I, interesting. Yeah, I think it fits right in your wheelhouse of that type of genre that you like and that type of thing. I'll probably send you my uh, HBO max account so you can kind of watch it and stuff. Cause it's, I, I think you would enjoy it a lot. Um, I, I love the shit out of it. I've given it zero space herpes right now. Um, I'm glad they're not, they're getting renewed for season three, even though I'm going through season two. Uh, they said it's going to be like a year or so before season three comes out because they, they thought they were canceled. They thought they were done so they're, you know, getting everybody back and, you know, rewriting and everything else going. We we'll
2: get the band back together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but I'm enjoying the shit out of it. I highly recommend if you have HBO Max, go watch it. Uh, show these people that you want more because that's the reason why they got the new one cuz it's like the top 15 shows on HBO Max right now that people are watching right now, right. which is yeah. not bad for, yeah. you know, a, a two-season show. So, I'm enjoying the shit out of it. Go watch it. John?
2: Well, I mean, since we we'll are probably end with the, the other ones and spoilers would be a thing, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, Giant Monkey versus Atomic Lizard.
0: Oh. Okay. Here's uh, my thing about this.
2: Oh, hold on. Let me get ready. <laughs> I like
0: Giant Atomic Lizard and Giant Monkey fighting. I loved all the scenes with. The kaiju. I thought it was a great fun. I thought it was what I was expecting. All the other stuff, I really didn't care for. But that's not why I came to watch this. It's not called Godzilla versus King Kong plus a smitten of humans. Um. So I didn't... I mean, it was there. I got it. But I was like, I just... Okay, keep on going. Yeah, I understand why you're doing this story. I understand why it's happening. Go away. Give me King Kong and Godzilla.
2: So, well, I'm not necessarily going to say you're wrong. I say that exact attitude is the reason we don't get more of these movies. We ha- there has to be connective tissue. Otherwise, otherwise, it's just 15 minutes of fight on YouTube. It's not a movie at that point. And I think the biggest disservice they did was making this one movie. Mel uh, John and I talked about this on Wednesday, and I think it should have been a Kong movie followed by Godzilla versus Kong. Because it is, ostensibly, more of a Kong movie than a Godzilla movie. Yes, it is. Very much so. And I think the Kong portion of it, you could have taken out some stuff, replaced with other fights. um, And I think it would have been a compelling movie. You would have been able to get more development out of the human characters. And that sort of thing is you don't get the development you need out of all the human characters because it's done in so short a time. The movie is under two hours. It's like an hour and forty-eight and then you've got, you know, in addition to Kong and Godzilla and all the fights and everything, you've got six main human characters you actually need to worry about, not to mention the villains and a couple other people. So, that's a hard that's hard for any movie to do. I don't blame them for that. I actually feel like they got the broad strokes right, why? And I actually didn't hate the human characters. I thought they were at point a bit too one-dimensional. But that's all they had time for. They were characters sometimes. I liked seeing people from the movies back. I wish they would have gotten more people back. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, the, the Kong and Godzilla scenes were absolutely fucking amazing. Yes. Um, literally now, I'm not going to call it the best kaiju fight ever. Because Pacific Rim actually exists. And those fights are pretty fucking amazing. But it's in the ballpark. Like Kong versus Godzilla at the end, and then anything in Pacific Rim are right up there. Like we're fighting it out for 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 one. Uh, super fun. Uh, you should definitely watch it if you like that stuff. Um, hopefully they get to make more. Um, you know, monster verse movies. I do like where they went. Um, I felt like it told a relatively complete story. I just wish they'd done it in two movies rather than one.
0: Yeah, I could. Cause I mean. The, the part that I did not like the most was the kids. The kids oh, I didn't I, care to. Care I like that me. part. I, did, I, didn't, I didn't care for them too much as everybody else. Um, I don't know. It just, just didn't flow right with me. Um, did I enjoy it? Fuck yeah. Was it a perfect movie? Hell no. Um, but were the fight scenes amazing? Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it was a good, it was a good fun popcorn flick is the best way to put it, in my opinion.
2: Mm-hmm. Type thing. Yeah, it, yeah. Flawed, but still there. I, I did actually like the kid stuff. It, it gave you that sort of almost a stranger things vibe again. Yeah. That may because one of the actors, the actresses in, so you <laughs> <is think so. laughs> in both of them. Um, but you know, I felt like it fit her character based on everything she's been through since she was in the, uh, previous Godzilla movie, King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that connective tissue, and I feel like it's necessary for a movie. I find too many movies take that out, and well, what's left is a service to a movie, it's not, you're doing it a service to the fans that way. Because, you know, at some point, it's about Kong versus Godzilla, but you're telling another story with it, so. In any case, I give it about one, one and a quarter, space herpes, one and a half, somewhere in that area. I said about a one and a half out a two.
0: Um, was it good? Yes. Was it perfect? No. But I mean, was it two giant monsters fighting and having a good time fighting?
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have a hard time finding better better fights than that. <laughs> Holy crap.
0: Yeah. I mean,
2: it, it, you know,
0: everybody knew it was going to come in the end and everything, so it wasn't like, you know, a big shocker type thing. But yep. I mean, it was, it was good fun. Yeah. It was super duper. Kathy, what you got?
1: So, speaking of good fights, I watched Kung Fu Panda.
2: Oh. <laughs> yes, that means you skipped Quantum of Solace.
1: Oh no, I watched Quantum of Solace. Oh. There were there were good fights in that too.
2: I thought you you said you watched two things.
1: I uh I forgot about the uh the Secret of Sulphur Springs until the very last second.
2: Oh, okay, no worries.
1: The, the other thing that I was in the middle of watching that I didn't finish was uh, My Best Friend's Wedding, which is another oldie that I've never seen, so. Fair but enough.
2: It so was Kung Fu Panda.
1: The Kung Fu Panda, Xander. The, the first one.
2: Oh, the one I've seen.
1: The one. <laughs> I know there are two other ones, and that will be a double feature probably on a later date. But yeah, so I watched Kung Fu Panda, and it's just right out of the gate, just bam, 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 action and stuff. I mean, it you know turned out to be a a dream, but it was still super fun to watch. And mm-hmm. then and then when he wakes up, then he's just this you know working in his dad's noodle shop, and and just that was cool, just this kid working in his dad's noodle shop. And of course, his dad was the guy whose name I can never remember who was in... Uh, he's in uh, Big Trouble in Little China, and he was the voice of Covetous Chen in, in Diablo. James movie. Hong? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's the... David
2: Lopan? David the dad.
1: And I was like, yes, yes, yes. And, uh, yeah. So, I love that. And the whole story the the way he gets chosen to be the you know well the chosen one of course you have to have a chosen one right
2: you have to have a chosen one yes
1: yeah and and I I, I loved the uh, the turtle the master it's fucking amazing <laughs> and I love that he this turtle and it was making me think of in D and turtle monk that could you know do Tai Chi things like like that cheekung things, like, Like this crazy turtle was doing Anyways uh, I thought the whole movie was adorable And the action scenes were Really cool And the music was beautiful
2: It's a really good movie It's a yeah. great kid That adults will enjoy too
1: Absolutely I Obviously I'm giving that Zero space herpes
2: Yeah I don't think anyone <laughs> argues that
1: so that was, yeah, it was really enjoyable as a Saturday afternoon movie.
2: Well, we got two we got to talk about, Gonzo because we got to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier to clear it up. And I think Kathy should talk about James Bond to keep the games Bond going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So today I did watch Quantum of Solace, and I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing it in the theater. There are... Many parts I didn't remember, but I will attribute that to the fact that many parts of this movie just seemed like generic action movie sequences.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: uh, Instead of memorable James Bond things. And the villain in this one
2: was just sort
0: of
1: your garden variety social psychopath. He's like garden variety psychopath. Oh, a psychopath, whatever.
2: It's a much better generic action movie than it is a Bond movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nothing remarkable about this guy, but but you realize, and and what I realize as I'm watching it, is this is setting up the next movie. Yes. This is like the movie in between the Casino Royale and the next movie that follows, and for that, I liked it. But, yeah, there was a lot of very generic sort of, "Eh, it's okay, it's action, it's fun, it's a fun action movie.
2: yeah.
1: Uh, but not a lot of the spirit of James Bond in it, so much.
2: I, I mean, almost I feel like, like not um, really James Bond till the end of this one, too. Yes, yeah. because yeah. this I, is like one I, of the few that picks up like right at the end of the one before.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting how that happened. But again, that was like it was like <laughs> the origin story of James Bond. So maybe he's not going to be as James Bondy as you know previous ones. Because he's still he's kinda still... being hammered into that.
2: Mm-hmm. He's still forming. He's and, not form. A...
1: Exactly. I can appreciate that. But but they could have they could have had a little bit of cheese in this one. Yeah. And, instead of only cheesecake because I love Daniel Craig.
2: Oh, I was gonna say Gamer He's the but...
1: only person who can wear uh you know, khaki trousers and and make it look sexy. I'm sorry, everybody who wears <laughs> khaki trousers. They ain't sexy.
2: Uh, uh. So, Xander Boulard, you're not the only one who has issues with Spectre. So we'll get there though. That's two more away. She's still got uh, um, Skyfall to go. So, what do you think? What did you give uh, Quantum of Solace?
1: I give it one because it is okay. still an enjoyable act- action movie.
2: Fair enough. I probably go one and a half to two, just because it's not quite as good. But I haven't watched it as recently as you. I might change my opinion watching it again. That's Judy Dench hard.
1: is still alive.
2: Yes. Judy Dench is still Canadian.
1: alive. Judy Dench is still alive. I would have. I would have known if she, because I love her. I. I've seen her in a bunch of British stuff, and I love her as an actress.
2: Yeah, she's great. Dame Judi Dench, Mm -hmm. she's great in every movie I've seen her in except one,
1: and that was Quantum Solace.
2: No cats, (laughs) fucking cats! Oh god! Oh
1: god! I forgot! I forgot! So many good actors in that. I don't know. I don't understand that. Yes. It's like they. It's like they heard Cats was happening and they wanted to be involved, but they had no idea how it was going to be edited to be such shit.
2: Yeah, I I feel like that's fair. That's fair. Oh. Well. Oh so
1: yeah, uh, Desmond Llewellyn did pass the guy yeah. who played Q. I
2: think he passed before that cause I think he passed um, right as John Cleese took over. Like he and John Cleese were in one movie together. Then the next one was just John Cleese because he had was going to retire. And I think he passed he also. He did
1: have his goodbye sequence though. Yes. In, he did in that final movie he was in. So which
2: is good, because not every actor gets that, and it's good to have that. Yeah. Without computer and your your twin brother uh, jumping. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, Gonzo and I are going to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier. If you're worried about spoilers, it may be a good time to tune out. Please leave the podcast. There's no way to solve this episode without spoilers. I'm sorry.
1: Alright, everybody. Good night. No, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I
2: don't care. <laughs> I mean, watch it
0: eventually. <laughs> it's good. Um. Let's just say... This has been my favorite one so far. Yeah, it's really good. This one was super, super solid. Um, Everybody in the show did really good. Um, It honestly was the best acted performance, I guess you could say. The characters felt real and genuine. And holy fuck, if you didn't watch the stinger at the end, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, One of the best scenes and shows ever between those two characters they finally got each other they finally know what they're doing they finally see where it's going and you see character growth from both of them
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it was it was really good I enjoyed uh everything especially Bucky and uh Falcon going and, and growing together it was great um uh loved it uh I mean it all worked well I was wondering how they were gonna have John Walker's story go and what happened last episode to this episode is a less dark way of what actually happened in the comics, a surprising thing to say. And, I mean, even though they did sort of did Battlestar dirty, it is, you know, it's how they're going to get to where they go. And it's going to be interesting to see where they go with that. There's a lot of speculation on, uh, was that uh, Julia Louise Dreyfuss' uh, character?
0: Which, which was a surprise coming through there.
2: I thought that was interesting. Yep. Yep, and uh, so it's hard to tell where her where she's going to go because the character she's playing has done multiple things. So it's out there, and they may not even know where they're going with it. They may be leaving it open to see what they want, but uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I still love White Russell as John Walker. Key. like people. I don't know how people are hating him, but he's playing that character perfectly. Yes. The right combination of everything to show each, that character being unhinged a bit. And I am waiting, since the next one's the finale, uh, the season finale, I'm waiting for that. It's going to be some ass-whooping in that one, though. Yeah, there. Um,
0: which they said is going to be longer than an hour, I believe, is what they're going to be saying. Yeah, I thought
2: so. it was this one originally, but I was like, this one was normal time, so it might be the next one.
0: Yeah, because there was definitely the Stinger... Uh, when um, Bucky says, "Hey, I need a favor from the Wakandans," you know what it is. Um, you got it coming up, and he opens up that case, and you're just waiting, waiting to you know see it, and then the, his look in his face, and you're just like, "Yeah, it's the suit." I don't know, it's Marcellus Wallace's soul. I've seen a case <laughs> opening. That's what it is. Um,
2: but I, I can't wait. <laughs> <You> good, Sam. <laughs> yeah, we good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm now picturing Bucky and, uh, and Sam Wilson in Pulp Fiction.
0: I I can't wait to to see the next episode. I'm like, I think I may stay
2: up late Thursday just to see it. I, yeah, I wish I could. I can't. I work early on Friday mornings
0: because
2: so, it's gonna I'll be her her it's gonna be one of those episodes. And, and Twitch, spoiler for me, because I can't check Twitter at phone, uh, on my phone at work, so I'll just, you know, I'd have to do it on lunch break, and I don't take much of a lunch break, so... Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't yeah. wait. Um, it's going to be sad, because... We're, we've got nothing after this.
2: Loki? Loki's But, it's gone. Not,
0: but not until, what, June?
2: We'll be, we'll be okay. There's plenty of other series. I can catch up on other stuff. Jesus.
0: Yeah. But what I'm saying is, it, it's been pretty quickly that you know the new Marvel stuff has kinda gone right behind each other pretty quickly. <clears throat> so it was just like, oh dang it. Yep. I mean I got plenty of I have bubble and five to catch up on. So yeah. I yeah. have
2: plenty of time to get yeah, it and I'm going to watch uh season three Discovery too. So we'll, we'll we'll have plenty of stuff to watch. And I still gotta watch the latest season of uh The Expanse, so I'm good. I still got that too to watch.
1: I still haven't seen that either yet.
0: I haven't watched all of it. I don't think I watched like one or two episodes so far, but yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm really liking the chemistry mm-hmm. between these two characters. Yeah, that's uh, great. It's it's it starts off rough, and then you know you building and building, and this one just culminates. And I like how
2: it starts off rough, but as you see the end, it's on purpose. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um. Because this ending one is gonna be it, it should blow out of the water. And I'm sure there's going to be multiple stingers behind
2: it at the end, so I can't wait for it. I'm ready oh, yeah. for it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Glad they're glad they're putting out such high quality stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously zero.
0: Yeah, this one's sure. definitely a zero, way higher than, um, one division. Um, this series blows one division away, in my opinion. I would agree also. So. All right, Uh, guys, that is the podcast for today. We greatly appreciate you coming out. We appreciate Mm -hmm. you listening on anything and everywhere we put this out. Uh, We appreciate you watching us. Uh, Don't forget, uh, John will be streaming some MechWarrior online uh, with possibly people playing with him on Monday. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kathy, Tuesday through Thursday, will be doing her painting stream. And on Friday, she'll be reading her book again. Uh, Mm -hmm. Don't forget to uh, spend all your channel points on all the challenges because John needs to drink water for one podcast. Uh, right definitely, up. and Kathy uh, will be reading a chapter from uh, Mountain of Madness. At
1: the Mountains of Madness by yeah. H.P. Lovecraft.
0: Um, you get that list. Going. Thank you, John Ninja. <laughs> uh, do not donate to hey, the Gonzo John Challenge. Um, that's a big no-no. But guys, we really, really appreciate you coming. It means a lot to us in all forms. Um, mm-hmm. let's see who can we send y'all to um oh, well,
2: i wonder who we can send them to
0: the pyro club yeah Guy, we right we're gonna ride the pyro club raid them give them a good shout out spend all your little emotes to make them kind of happy and let's go that way for more than dice, yeah, i'm gonzo
1: around they're doing a, they're playing an rpg they're uh they're an entertaining group of folks
0: yep i'm john i'm, I'm gonzo
1: and I'm
0: still Kathy. All right, guys. Go check them out. Make sure you hit some likes on them. Yep.